ഹമദുഹുഹുഹുഹുഹുഹുഹുഹുഹുഹുഹുഹുഹുഹുഹുഹുഹുഹുഹുഹുഹുഹുഹുഹുഹുഹുഹുഹുഹുഹുഹു
We understand that it will be a sunnah method of carrying it out. In the same way, when it comes to the department of within the home, when it comes to interacting with spouses, we will find that there are, ex there are examples in the life of Rasulullah which serves as a sunnah demonstration how to behave, how to conduct. Rasulullah mentions in one hadith, خيبكم, خيبكم the best of you, the best amongst you, is that person who is best to his spouse. Generally, a person will show good, good conduct and good character when he's outside the home in order to secure a business deal, in order to make sure he has a good image in society. He will conduct himself in a very good way, the best of character and akhlaq. However, Rasulullah is explaining in this hadith that the best of you is that who is amongst you, the best amongst you is that person who is best to his family, meaning the benchmark. And that person who is going to show whether you are a good person or not is, is your wife, is your spouse. Is your wife and spouse, are you dealing with her in a good way or not? Then Rasulullah further says, That I am the one that is best amongst you in dealing with my wife. Meaning when it comes to the relationship with spouses, the best amongst you are those who are, who are best to his spouse. But Rasulullah further says that I am the best example for you with regards to this. So recently in the last week, different aspects from the life of Rasulullah within the home was explained with regards to his conduct, with regards to his behavior. Now today inshallah we will mention few more examples, few more incidents with regards to the life of Rasulullah and his relationship with his spouses and the different aspects of good akhlaq and character that he had, he had adopted and that by us bringing this alive in our lives at home, it will be a means of our homes being very happy, very comfortable a place of peace, a place of comfort. One beautiful characteristic that was found in the life of Rasulullah within the home. Remember Rasulullah is the Nabi of Allah. No one greater, the best and greatest creation of Allah. However, within the home, it is mentioned that he had a very light-hearted approach. Hazrat Aisha on one occasion, when Rasulullah was, was entering his final illness, his final illness of Rasulullah began with a very severe headache. However, at that same time, Hazrat Aisha was also experiencing a headache. So she addresses Rasulullah she says, Wa ra'sa, that my head is paining, it is, it is ex extremely sore. So Rasulullah responds in a light-hearted manner. And, she and he tells her that if it so happens, meaning if it so happens that you have to pass away because of this headache, then I will seek forgiveness on your behalf in the court of Allah and I will make dua for you. Meaning Rasulullah made, made this a light-hearted moment. Hazrat Aisha anha also responds light-heartedly. And she says, by Allah, I think that you are waiting for me to pass away. You want me to pass away, so then by the evening you will spend the night by one of your other wives. What this shows, in order for her to be able to respond in this manner, it shows within that home of Rasulullah despite his lofty status, despite him being the Nabi of Allah, she was so comfortable in order to be informal with Rasulullah and respond in this manner. 
This is something which is extremely vital within the home. The home needs to be a place of comfort, needs to be a place of informality. It's not a boot camp, it's not an army base. Now when the person is entering home, everyone at home is now straight up, very concerned, very worried. We shouldn't do anything out of place. We shouldn't say anything out of place because the big person has now entered the home. If anyone says anything, he's going to blow, the, blow his top. Is this the way to behave? Ya Rasulullah is showing us practically how to go about the, 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 the life within the home. So if she, when she responds in this way, Rasulullah then responds and says, No, it is my head. Meaning my head is extremely sore. He was experiencing an extremely severe headache at that time. So this light-heartedness, to, to have a jovial approach, informality, the house should be a place of comfort not only for you, for all the people within the home. This light-heartedness is an extremely important ingredient for a happy marriage. But at the same time, there needs to be balance. There needs to be, we need to know our limits. Unfortunately, many people take it to extremes. Now when it comes to their relationship with their wives, they begin to continuously find faults. They begin to continuously humiliate them, disgrace them, pick, pick, pick on them. Now what happens in front of other people, sometimes in front of his own parents, in front of her parents, in front of other people, he is beginning to find faults with a humiliator, disgracer, a lot of sarcasm. Now while indeed there needs to be some form of humor, there needs to be light-heartedness, but it should not be such that now we begin to find faults, we begin to disgrace, we begin to humiliate. Sometimes this becomes an ingredient for the entire marriage falling apart. That he is always finding faults with me, he is always disgracing me, he is always humiliating me. So light-heartedness, yes, but there needs to be limits, it needs to be within boundaries. So this is one very important ingredient that will be that needs to be found in a happy marriage. And this we find in the life of Rasulullah on many occasions. Then another very important ingredient that we find in the life of Rasulullah to have a happy marriage is that of patience. Now when we speak of patience, it is extremely broad. But in order for us to understand how Rasulullah had applied it, on one occasion in the courtyard of the masjid, the Abyssinians were, were playing with their spears. So to say, they were refining their skills with their spears. This was an, a weapon of jihad. So Rasulullah was in the, by the door of his home. Hazrat Aisha ta'ala comes behind him. Rasulullah covers her with his shawl and he allows her to witness the spectacle of the Abyssinians practicing with their spears. She says that my cheek was upon his Mubarak cheek. And like this, while he, I was behind him, he was covering me with a shawl. While in this manner, I continued to look at the spectacle while they were engaging in, in, in this activity. On many occasions, many times, Rasulullah addressed me that, Oh Aisha, have you had enough? Have you had enough? Meaning that shouldn't we now, should you not go back into the home and we can, we, I, I, we can now move? However, she responds, No. I have not had enough. And she says, the only reason I was doing this was in order to see what is my position in his sight. In order to see how much of love he possesses for me. Rasulullah continued standing until Hazrat Aisha herself says that I became tired and I moved away. And she also says that you can imagine a girl of young age, a girl of tender age, she was young at that time, 
how much she would be desirous in, in looking at these activities. Meaning for a lengthy period of time, she remains standing in order to accommodate her patiently. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam remained waiting in order for her to witness this, in order to accommodate her. This was the beautiful practice of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Now this quality of patience can come about in our lives in different spheres, different aspects. Sometimes with, with regards to the amount of time she may take, for example, in, in preparing herself, we need to go visit family, we need to go visit relatives. So what a person says that I need to leave at two o'clock, but I will tell her we're leaving at half past one, so at least she will be ready by half past two. We perhaps will only get half an hour late. Why the preparation is taking long? But we need to behave and respond patiently. There will be weaknesses. There will be aspects that may be such that we, we can get angry. We can become hot-tempered because of it. But let's look at the aspect of Rasulullah wasallam. this aspect of patience. This can be found with regards to timing. It can be found with regards to food. Sometimes the food is... The food is not prepared on time. Sometimes the, the food is not prepared correctly. Sometimes the food is not according to our taste. Many, many a times this becomes a cause for, for disputes within the home. How we should be behaving and reacting patiently. As taught to us by Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. This is another beautiful quality. Then again we have another quality of mutual understanding, mutual respect. Respect for, the, respect for your spouse. Hazrat Safiya radiallahu ta'ala anha after the battle of Khaybar entered into the nikah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Hazrat Safiya radiallahu ta'ala anha was a person who was, she was short in, short in height. She was a short person. When the time came for them to depart and leave, they needed to mount the camel. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam himself gets down onto his knee in order to offer his tie, his Mubarak tie to Hazrat Safiya radiallahu ta'ala anha, in order to assist her to mount the camel. In order to assist her at this time, he knew she, she was short, there was going to be difficulty in her mounting the camel. So in this way, he assists, assists her, showing that mutual consideration, the consideration for the spouse. Hazrat Safiya radiallahu ta'ala, how does she respond? Normally when a person wants to mount, he, she will have to place her foot the bottom of her foot onto the, on, on the Mubarak tie of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in order to mount. However, she does not do this out of respect and out of honor for Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Instead of placing the bottom of her foot, she places her knee on the Mubarak tie of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in order to mount that camel. This was just an example, one incident of many incidents of how Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and his spouses would show mutual consideration and respect for each other. This is something which is extremely important to show that consideration, to show that respect, to, to show that to honor and respect the feelings of the next person. Then again another example and another incident in the life of Rasulullah showing the consideration for the spouse. It is mentioned one of the neighbors of Rasulullah was a Persian. And he used to make a very tasty meal. He had a very a, a meal that he was he was famous for. This was very tasty. So on one occasion, he invites Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam home, and he tells him, "Come and come and partake of this meal." So Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam asks, "What about her?" Referring to Hazrat Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha. So if this person he responds and he says, "No, not for her." So he says, "No, I'm not coming." He refuses. The second occasion again, 
this neighbor comes and invites Rasulullah for the meal at home and he asks again, is she, what about her? Again he declines and says, no, not for her, only for you. So Rasulullah again he refuses. Then on the third occasion, he invites Rasulullah for the meal. Rasulullah again asks, what about her? And now he responds positively that yes, she can come. Rasulullah takes Hazrat Aisha ta'ala into the house of the neighbor to partake of this meal. The muhaddithin explain it was in consideration for the fact that Hazrat Aisha ta'ala at this time was also, was also suffering pangs of hunger. She was also extremely hungry at that time. How can I go alone for a meal when I'm seeing my spouse is going through difficulty and hardship? This was how Rasulullah conducted himself. This can be applied in our lives in different dimensions. Basically, sometimes a person has this mindset, it is all about me. Before nikah, all about me. What I want, I have my own clique of friends, I have my own activities, I have my own ways. I am going to remain as I am what, with what I am doing even after nikah. However, after nikah, it is no more me, it is us. It is no more me, it is us, me and my wife. Consideration for her, consideration for her feelings. Unfortunately, we get complaints coming into the different Darul Iftas. That women are complaining, my husband has a habit quite regularly that he will go out with his friends on whether it is fishing trips or hunting trips or some sporting activity, going into the late hours of the night, not giving information where he is, what is happening, what is the situation. She is alone at home getting scared and worried. He is coming back late. Perhaps he could meet in an accident. Perhaps there could be some difficulty. There could be some problem. So what is happening? There is no consideration for the feeling of the next person. We have this mindset of me, me, me. This needs to change. We need to consider and have respect for the feelings of the next person as well. So Hazrat Aisha radiallahu ta'ala was also taken for that meal out of consideration for the fact that she was also perhaps hungry at that time. Another example for the same for, for this for, for the same respect, for the same consideration for feelings. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam one night it was his turn for him to spend at the, at the house of Hazrat Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha. So he comes into the home. And he removes his upper garment, preparing to go and lay himself into bed. And he removes his shoes. He goes and he lays in bed until he thinks Hazrat Aisha radiallahu ta'ala has already fallen asleep. She's already asleep. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam then comes up from the bed in a very gentle manner. He puts on his shoes in a very gentle manner. He opens the door and he closes the door behind him in a very gentle manner. This, this manner of how he had conducted himself is explained in the hadith. The word ruwaida is repeated many times in this hadith, explaining how Rasulullah conducted himself. He leaves the home in this way. Hazrat Aisha was awake. She notices Rasulullah leaving. Now that natural feeling within her, she's a co-wife. Natural feeling within her, he's going to one of his other wives. Quickly she runs behind. Where's he going? What's he doing? So she also leaves the home in order to see what is Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa doing. 
she witnesses Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam going to Jannatul Baqi. And he goes there, he raises his hands three times, making dua for the people of Jannatul Baqi. He now, he now returns. Hazrat Aisha radiallahu ta'ala notices he is returning quickly, she goes back home. She just makes it back into bed when Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam enters. However, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam notices her breathing. She is breathing heavily while she was rushing. So now he comes and he asks, what is the matter, O Aish? That, oh Aisha, what's the matter? Why are you breathing in this way? So she says, no, nothing. So she says, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam responds, either you tell me, or the knower of all secrets will tell me. You can't hide from the Nabi of Allah. Allah Ta'ala will reveal wahi to him as to what is happening, what, what had transpired. So she explains the entire incident as to what had happened when, when he had left the home. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he nudges her on her chest and he tells her, do you think that Allah Ta'ala and his messenger will deal unjustly with you? And then he explains to her and he says that I left the home because Jibreel alayhi salam had come and he told me to go to Jannatul Baqi and make dua for the inmates, for the inmates of Jannatul Baqi. And now he explains why he behaved in this manner. And he says, I, I thought that you were sleeping and I did not want to disturb your sleep. I did not want to disturb your sleep. And further together with that, if I had to get, if I had to get you up, and if I had to inform you what was going to happen, I had the fear that fear will come into you because of being alone at the late hour of this night. You will be alone at the late hour of the night. What is this? Consideration for the wife, consideration for the spouse. One is how he behaved and conducted. Specific mention, he had done everything gently. He closed the door gently. He put his shoes on gently. Meaning, in whatever it took in order for him to ensure the comfort of his wife. Not disturbing the sleep of Hazrat Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha. This is something which is extremely important when it comes to our, our, daily, our, our daily interaction with our spouses. Not when we're entering, we're banging the door, showing that now we're home. When we're banging cupboards, the wife is sleeping, putting the light on, I'm home, I'm in charge, I'm the main person. Not showing consideration for the next person. We're putting the lights on, we're banging the doors, we're banging cupboards. We want to make ourselves known within the home. That Hazrat Ji is here, people need to understand he is here, and people need to take notice of him. This was not the behavior of the greatest of humanity. This was not the behavior of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Constantly, always concerned and worried. I should not cause any harm. I should not cause any difficulty. I need to show consideration and respect for my spouse. In fact, it is mentioned also another beautiful incident. On one occasion, Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu ta'ala anhu enters the house of Hazrat Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha and he notices Hazrat Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha was raising her voice to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu ta'ala anhu, he was Abu Bakr radiallahu ta'ala anhu. Immediately he comes to his daughter and says, how dare you? How dare you raise your voice in front of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam? And he intended to raise his hand and slap her. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam comes in between. And he stops Abu Bakr radiallahu ta'ala anhu from slapping Hazrat Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha. Abu Bakr radiallahu ta'ala anhu then leaves the home. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam addresses in a light-hearted manner. He addresses Hazrat Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha and he tells her that did you not see how I managed to save you from that person? 
There's not, did you not see how I managed to save you from Abu, Abu Bakr anhu? Before this, Hazrat Aisha anha had her voice raised. Rasulullah now is making a light-hearted comment in order to simmer down tensions. Although Rasulullah is the greatest of humanity, the greatest of husbands, no faults, no weaknesses, he still allows his spouse to raise his, her voice in front of him. She is allowed to raise her voice. There is going to be situations as husband and wife when you are going to get the raising of voices. Raising of voice does not mean there needs to be shouting, there needs to be abuse, there needs to be vulgar language. No, there does not, this does not need to be found. But we should not have this mindset that now if she is raising her voice to me, who are you? Now we begin to roll up our sleeves. It's, we want to have a shouting contest, a vul, using vulgar words, vulgar language. This was not the akhlaq of Rasulullah But this showed how accommodating he was. That within the home there was so much of informality, so much of comfort, so much of beauty within the home, so much of peace, that his wife is allowed to, to feel comfortable enough to raise her voice in front of Rasulullah So this shows we need to have that accommodating approach. We need to have that, that, that nature within the home. Sometimes people have difficult days. We have difficult days. And now when we're entering the home, we take that difficult day, that frustration, that difficulty, we take it within the home. The people within the home are waiting for us. They want to welcome us. They want to spend time with us. They want to share their experiences of the day with, with us. But now we're behaving in such a manner that no one can talk to us. We want to fight, we want to hurl abuse, we want to be vulgar. Not because of what took place within the home, because of what took place in the workplace. We should not be carrying the burden of the workplace, carrying the burden of the work environment or what is happening outside the home, within the home. When entering the home, take those burdens and leave it on the doorstep. Leave it outside and enter the home in this manner that we will be able to enter with peace and harmony and give peace and harmony to the people around us. Rasulullah was always concerned with regards to the feelings of the next person. To such an extent it is mentioned. Hazrat Safiya was from the descendants of Bani Israel. She was a Jew before accepting Islam. Hazrat Safiya was the descendant of Hazrat Harun So one person made a comment to Hazrat Safiya so to say teasing her and, he, she, and, and she mentioned to Hazrat Safiya that you are the daughter of a Jew as a mocking way in order to tease her this, so Hazrat Safiya was crying so Rasulullah when he came to know that this was the reason for her being affected he didn't just brush it aside he comes to Hazrat Safiya radiallahu ta'ala and he addresses her, he comforts her and he tells her that you are the daughter of a Nabi, Hazrat Harun alayhi salam. Your uncle is a Nabi, Hazrat Musa alayhi salam. You are in the nikah of a Nabi. You are married to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Tell me who can be more privileged than you? Tell me who can be more privileged than you? What was initially regarded as an insult? That you are the daughter of a Jew. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa turns it around and says, this is a means of your honor. This is a means of your honor. Like this, he, he shows consideration for her feelings. He, 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 he shows consideration for her. He comforts her and he shows them that respect that needs to be shown. Like this in our daily lives. Every person will have different aspects with regards to his marital life that needs to be corrected that needs to be looked at sometimes it's with regards to communication 
Sometimes it's with regards to abuse, vulgar language, sometimes physical abuse, sometimes with regards to the amount of quality time we spend as a family. All of these aspects are extremely important for a healthy nikah, a healthy marriage. And this, these aspects that we learn from the life of Rasulullah with regards to how to conduct in, in, with, with our spouses, with regards to how to behave with them, with regards to showing respect, showing honor, with regards to showing patience. In the Quran Majid and Ahadith of Rasulullah many places, Allah Ta'ala and Rasulullah have explained to us that deal with your woman folk in a good manner deal with them in a good manner physically they will be weaker than you do not take advantage of them emotionally they will be weaker than you accept it prepare for it allow it be patient in front of it so this physical this emotional sometimes intellectually also you will need to allow those weaknesses and deficiencies it should not be such it becomes a means of dispute a means of argument a means of difficulties within the home may Allah ta'ala grant us all the tawfiq of bringing alive the sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in all aspects of our lives within the home and out of the home wa Alhamdulillah, <laughs> يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن إلا وأنتم مسلمون وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم إن أولى الناس بي المتقون من كانوا حيث كانوا وقال عليه الصلاة والسلام لا يؤمن أحدكم حتى يكون هواه تبعا لما جئت به وقال تعالى أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم يا أيها الذين آمنوا دخلوا في السلم كافة ولا تتبعوا خطوات الشيطان إنه لكم عدو مبين بابك الله لنا ولكم في القرآن العظيم ونفعنا وإياكم مما فيه من الآيات وذكر الحكيم أقول قولي هذا وأستغفم الله لي ولكم ولسائر المسلمين فاستغفروه إنه هو الغفور الرحيم الحمد لله الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن سيدنا ونبينا ومولانا محمد عبده ورسوله أرسله بالحق بشيرا ونذيرا بين يدي الساعة من يطع الله ورسوله فقد رشد ومن يعصهما فإنه لا يضم إلا نفسه ولا يضم الله شيئا أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم إن الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد عبدك ومسونك وصل على المؤمنين والمؤمنات والمسلمين والمسلمات وبارك على محمد وأزواجه وذريته 
قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم أرحم أمتي بأمتي أبو بكر وأشدهم في أم الله عمر وأصدقهم حياء عثمان وقضاهم علي وفاطمة سيدة نساء أهل الجنة والحسن والحسين سيدا شباب أهل الجنة وحمزة أسد الله وأسد رسوله اللهم اغفر للعباس وولده مغفرة ظاهرة وباطنة لا تغادر ثم ويدوان الله تعالى عليهم وعن كل صحابة أجمعين الله الله في أصحابي لا تتخذوهم غبدا من بعدي فمن أحبهم فبحبي أحبهم ومن أبغضهم فببغضي أبغضهم وخير أمتي قبني ثم الذين يلونهم ثم الذين يلونهم ربنا آتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا عذاب النار ربنا لا تزيغ قلوبنا بعد إذ هديتنا وهب لنا من لدونك رحمة إنك أنت الوهاب عباد الله رحمكم الله إن الله يأمر بالعدل والإحسان وإيتاء ذي القربة وينهى عن الفحشاء والمنكب والباغي يعيذكم لعلكم تذكرون وقال تعالى فاذكروني أذكركم واشكروني ولا تكفمون Straighten the sufuf, see our heels on the line, fill in the gaps. Allah Akbar. Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen, Al-Rahman, Al-Rahim, Malik, Yawm, Al-Deen, Iyaka, Na'budu, Wa Iyaka, Nasta'een. Ihdina al-Sirat al-Mustaqim, Sirat al-Ladheena an'amta alayhim, Ghayr al-Maghdubi alayhim, Walallallin. سبح اسم ربك الأعلى الذي خلق فسوى والذي قدم فهدى والذي أخرج المرعى فجعله غثاء أحوى سنقرئك فلا تنسى إلا ما شاء الله إنه يعلم الجهر وما يخفى ونيسمك لليسرى فذكر إن نفعت الذكرى سيذكر من يخشى ويتجنبها الأشقى الذي يصل النار الكبرى ثم لا يموت فيها ولا يحيا قد أفلح من تزكى وذكر اسم ربه فصلى بل تؤثرون الحياة الدنيا والآخرة خير وأبقى إن هذا لفي صحف الأولى صحف إبراهيم وموسى الله أكبر سمع الله لمن حمد الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين 
هل أتاك حديث الغاشية وجوه يومئذ خاشعة عاملة ناصبة تصلى نارا حامية تسقى من عين آنية ليس لهم طعام إلا من ضريع لا يسمن ولا يغني من جوع وجوه يومئذ ناعمة لسعيها راضية في جنة عالية لا تسمع فيها لاغية فيها عين جارية فيها سر مرفوعة وأكواب موضوعة ونمارق مصفوفة وزرابي مبثوثة أفلا ينظرون إلى الإبل كيف خلق وإلى السماء كيف رفعت وإلى الجبال كيف نصبت وإلى الأرض كيف سطحت فذكر إنما أنت مذكر لست عليهم بمسيطر إلا ما تولى وكفر فيعذبه الله العذاب الأكبر إن إلينا إيابهم ثم إن علينا حسابهم الله أكبر سميع الله لمن حمده الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر السلام عليكم ورحمة الله السلام عليكم ورحمة الله بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين ونقيبة للمتقين وصلاة والسلام على أشرف المرسلين سيدنا مولانا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين ربناتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا عذاب النار اللهم أحسن عقبتنا في الأمور كلها وأجبنا من خزي الدنيا وعذاب القبر وعذاب الآخرة ربنا تقبل منا إنك أنت السميع العليم وتب علينا إنك أنت التواب الرحيم جزا الله عنا نبينا محمدا صلى الله عليه وسلم مما هو أهنه سبحان ربك رب العزة عما يصفون وسلام على المرسلين والحمد لله